Welcome back, everybody, to Duval Till We Pod. My name is Daniel Griffiths. As always, joining me, JC. How are you, my friend? I'm just sitting here waiting on the NFL to go ahead and just mail Zay Jones' MVP trophy. It, Ryan what's, the point, what's the point in even playing the season? Don't you dare mention his name on my podcast. <laughs> I mean, your podcast, our the people's podcast. I'm giving it Don't to him. Dare. I'm giving him MVP today. So he is, is because this is probably the last time he lets us down. He he gave it to us early, so we don't have to do it in season. Well, I like my idea. I um, mean, you know, Ryan Santoso is a is a pretty strapping lad. I like the idea of giving him Chase on's roster spot at edge rusher and finding a new kicker. <laughs> my man is built. We have by far the largest human beings on special teams between him Without and Logan Cook. They're both six five. Dude, you need to see – since you're a draft guy, keep an eye. Wisconsin's punter is a unit this year. I'm talking about can do the whole, like, Ukrainian stand-up thing or whatever it is where you take a weighted bar and lay down on your back and stand up with it. Like, he he, he can do that. I don't know his name, but is, Wisconsin is he, punter. <laughs> is he thick? No, he's, like, just yoked. Like oh, this. God. this yeah, he's the next Ryan Santoso. I was kind of hoping for a fat punter, I'll be honest. <laughs> Pittsburgh has a fat punter, don't they? A little chubby punter, I guess yeah. you'd say. Yeah. I mean, so, yes, yeah, so, so speaking of Pittsburgh, we just lost, we just watched the Jaguars lose for the like 40th time in the last three years or whatever you call it. Uh, Another heartbreaker. 16 to 15 tonight to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that, uh, EJ Perry is that a and company couldn't get it done. It's no, be close. <laughs> I'm going to find out. Um, you know, you would have liked to have seen – really, this has been our first look at EJ Perry. Uh, you would have liked to have seen some magic from him after he threw a pretty bad uh, interception uh, in the fourth quarter when the Jags were trying to put the game away. He did lead us into field goal range, and then Ryan Santoso happened. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty bad. That was a pretty bad kick. Like I can deal with if he missed missing, it, I'd be all right. The, yeah, but but I mean that like almost hit the tunnel where the team runs out. Like it wasn't even close. Like, like every time Lambo missed, it was you know like right off the upright until his last season. But um, you know, I, I never with Scoby and hell, I'll bring back Josh uh, Jason Myers at this point. But Jesus. Uh, it's 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 been tough here recently. They gotta they gotta figure. I'll trade for one. I'll trade a fourth for somebody. Cole Tracy was just sitting there on draft night. Or I'm sorry, I'm thinking I'm thinking of what I wanted the Jaguars to do a few years ago. Cole Tracy from the Jaguars, Cade York from LSU. I was gonna say uh, Cade York know. was just sitting. I don't know. No. Cole, Tracy. Cole, Tra- Cole Tracy was Cade York before Cade York at LSU. Uh, Cade York, I told everybody, everybody was like, oh, you don't draft a kicker before this round, whatever. I said, Cade York is going to go in the third round. And then he did. Like, you want the kicker position figured out, you have to invest in it. Because, like, you're going to see Cade York do exactly what made the Bengals look so brilliant drafting their kicker the year before. Like, if you want an elite player at a position, just go get him. Yeah, McPherson's 
He was really good at Florida, and he's even better in the NFL. The, the only thing he's done wrong was watching Dr. Dre perform at halftime instead of being in the locker room with his buddies. But other than that, he's been, he, he's been aces. I love you know? I mean, <laughs> look, dude, if you're going to tell a person between the ages of 23 and 40 that they're going to basically get a free concert of Eminem, Dr. Dre, and all the heroes of rap for when we were kids – I'd probably and I was a kicker. What halftime adjustments did he need to make? <laughs> like, dude, uh, had, dude hadn't missed a kick in three months. But you get what you pay for, and we haven't invested in the kicker position, and now it's biting us. And now we're getting to the point where, basically, the preseason is over for what matters because we won't see anybody that really matters in the final preseason game against Atlanta. That'll be the, the, the beat hard and EJ show at quarterback and we'll see a lot of rock armstead um but it it's something that has to be addressed and i think that doug will address it i think that you'll probably see a kicker brought in early this Can week we trade chase on for kick does a team have two good ones that they're willing to get rid of one i'll i'll trade santos and chase on for kicker. and that extra fourth round pick that we got from uh tampa uh, that we have in the 2023 draft. So we'll trade all of that for a gently used Cade York. Um, it's, it's, they got to figure it out. I mean, kickers, kickers a lot more important than people want you to believe. Uh, you know, it's uh, like tonight that if he makes all four of those kicks, Jaguars win. And there, and there's a lot of games where that may happen. Uh, this season you know especially because the Jaguars quite frankly aren't a good football team you're going to be in a lot of close games we hope hopefully we're not getting blown out Um, but you know and those six points matter especially when your offense can't get the ball within the 30 yard line you know it's it's not solely Ryan Santoso's fault that he has to kick four balls from 58 yards but um, you know the offense got, has got to help do their part as well, but it, it certainly doesn't help when your kicker doesn't even get it within the same area code as, as the uprights. It's just something we just are yet to really invest in. And since you know Josh Lambeau, did you see Rodrigo Blankenship? How he showed up to the stadium today? I did not. My more my my man wore Heelys because of course he did. <laughs> That's on brand for Rodrigo playing it shit. Hot rod. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's pretty sad that the first thing that we talk about on this podcast is our kicker. Um, but that, hey, that is, uh, that's what cost the Jaguars the game tonight. Cameron Dicker's a free agent, by the way. Dicker, Dicker the, kicker, the kicker already he already got released by the Rams. Bring him in. I'm bring here the man him. in. I'm here. He for was three time all big twelve kicker. Dicker the kicker. I'm here for it. He was released on August 16th, so uh, waivers should be done. You want to talk about a Zach Wilson milf hunter right there? (laughs) Dicker the kicker. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Bring me, bring me Dicker the kicker, and uh, and I'll be a happy man because we'll at least have some competition. Um, But like Santoso being kind of the guy that survived so far is just funny to me because he has only this much more, a tiny bit, because you can't see my fingers at home, a tiny bit more experience kicking in the NFL than Andrew Mevis did. 
And Ryan Santoso has only attempted five field goals in an NFL, real NFL game in his career. What is And it? he's been around for, he's three of five. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And he's played for nine different teams he's in like three kids. years. Yeah. Holy. Because he's not good. And I hate, look, I, I, I hate talking poorly about, like really yeah, bad about player. personal about players because like look my my brother played football at a high level and I hated when people did it about him like I stayed off Twitter basically all weekend when he was a player because people are stupid but I mean this is a football podcast and we just have to tell it like it is like the the kicker position is a position that you don't think is that important until it's bad like uh, it's- John Harbaugh doesn't worry about kicker you know why because they found a good one and they locked him up. Yeah, we, th- we thought we had our answer a couple years ago. But the Bengals went and got a guy that they knew was a really good kicker, and now he'll be there for a decade. The Pats and the Colts had a guy named, by the name of Adam Vinatieri, and they didn't worry about the kicker position for like 16 years. <laughs> it helped. Like, I, know, I know there's not that many elite kickers, but there's got to be a dude right now who's training, looking for an opportunity that can consistently make – 48 and in field goals. You know, a kicker a kicker is like a household object. You don't really think about it when you have one, but when it breaks, it's a problem. It's like a sink. <laughs> like your Belgian waffle maker. You don't make them often, but you're going to be ticked when you can't make a Belgian waffle. Um, we should change this to the For the Brand podcast by with, like invite Pat McAfee on because we've been talking about kickers for 15 minutes. Anyway, though, the Jaguars have played three preseason games. They have lost all three of them to the surprise of no one. Um, <laughs> Offensive. First- so so uh, I'll interrupt you by saying um, defenses look fairly good. Um against against the Raiders they had they had a couple struggles. Um but we six starters had, out. We had a lot of guys out. Um they look but good it was their like Desha- third team. They look good against Deshaun Watson, uh right in the Browns, and they looked uh pretty good today or tonight. Uh, so that's exciting. You know, Trayvon Walker's impressed, Cisco's look good, um Mumba has looked better after the first uh first week. Um you know, hopefully, hopefully you get Lloyd back, uh, Lloyd Lloyd in there at some point. I doubt he plays against the Falcons, so we'll probably see him week one. Um, then you got like Arden Key's been showing up, so I, I I think that you know fans have to be pretty happy with the defense, and and that's good because the Jaguars put a lot of capital in their um, defense this off season and in previous off seasons. So you- yeah, and I think that kind of what. I've been preaching since after the draft is that this has everything it needs already in-house to be a top-half unit uh, in the NFL. And I think they've shown that. I think uh, Travon has shown why you take him number one. Um, He's not going to be a true edge rusher, even if that's where he's going to play. But he's going to be incredibly disruptive. You know, on passing downs, when they put him inside next to Arden Key, um, you know, that's that's unfair. Uh, I don't think there's I don't think there's gonna be a a big list of big threes on the D line this year better than Arden Key, Josh Allen, and Travon Walker. That's gonna be probably a top, I'll say probably top 10, 12 
uh, trio of of guys getting after the quarterback. Um, Arden Key's about as and, best as you can get for a third down, like a, a number three rusher. I mean, and we stole him, like you know, two months into the uh, to the off season, uh, he's just chilling, which is very odd coming off your best career season to just be hanging out two months in the, you know, kind of in the third wave of free agency. Um, but tremendous job by Trent Balky and Doug Peterson for going to get a guy that, you know, still pretty young, just played his best football. Uh, you bring him in on a one-year deal for basically nothing. I think he's only making three, four million maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far he has looked like an incredible addition. Um, you know, Trevon's looked really good, you know, against the Raiders, there's not much to talk about. We, we, nobody played of meaning on offense except for Luke Fortner and, uh, nobody on, and on defense. Who's that? Hamilton's been doing better and better each season. Yeah. And then, um, on defense, I think we said there was six starters that, that didn't play against Vegas. I mean, so that that game's kind of like you tuned in to watch Trayvon Walker, like that's really why you watched as a Jacks fan. That and to see Tony Baselli get honored at halftime, I mean that was really it. Um, so you know he he showed some really good things. He had a sack in that game. So did Arden Key. Uh, he just looked like a big, powerful son of a gun, which is exactly what he's advertised to be. Um, and then you go to the second preseason game, and when our starters were in, we outscored. Um, you know, the Browns, which Browns fans will be the first one to tell you. I had one come at me on Twitter about how, oh, well, we were missing these, 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 and these guys. And I'm like, well, that's great. Well, we weren't. And so we're happy to see some competent football out of who we had. There's probably an um, even matchup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have liked to have seen a little bit better out of uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's a 50% completion guy against uh, Cleveland, not able to finish drives. It wasn't much better um, tonight. Yeah, not able to really finish drives, uh, even though he did throw a touchdown to Evan Ingram, which was a beautiful play design. It was a play design that kind of perfectly sums up Doug Peterson and what he can do I, I with tight ends. Play calling was good tonight. Yeah, play calling play calling has been really really good. And then uh, tonight, you know, you lose a heartbreaker to Pittsburgh. Uh, Trevor missed some throws. Um, he made a couple good ones, but he made some really nice ones. You know, the the pass. On third down, uh, to the on the sideline to Christian Kirk, right over a defender's outstretched arms was was a bullet. He completed a couple other third down throws, um, you know, that really just showed that even though he's not there yet, he hasn't peaked. Obviously, um, the arm talent to make really whatever throw he wants is there. I will and, say um, it's it's time for him to you know step up though at the same time. You know, he needs yeah. to play he needs to play some big boy NFL football this year and, and hopefully he does that. It, you know, it certainly helps. Christian Kirk had a pretty pretty good night tonight. Um, you know, Zay Jones wasn't quite as involved as he was last week. Um the run game, I'm James Robinson uh might be the best running back in the NFL just based off of what we've seen the, the first three weeks in, in the run game. Yeah. Great. Well, I mean, yeah, and Travis Etienne is like doing what he can to kind of be the first bag, but we're also asking him to do a lot of things that just aren't his wheelhouse. Um, you know, Snoop Connor has shown some some decent runs. Uh, but tonight, like you said, Christian Kirk caught five passes for 54 yards, and that was really good to see in his debut. You know, he didn't play in the first two preseason games. 
Um, Marvin Jones, three for 40, which – That's what he did know, every week last year. But if he can do it this year with us having better other weapons, then that might not be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, did Evan Ingram get a catch? Uh, Evan Ingram had one catch for two yards. It was that fourth down when they went oh, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we um, – you know, Dan Arnold caught two balls for 22 yards. Uh, the young guys had some big plays. Kevin Austin had one for 21. Also had a huge drop that would have made the field goal shorter, but whatever. Um, the you know, Tim, jo- Tim Jones had, had a, I think, like a 51-yard reception on and with five total catches for 70 yards. Uh, so, I mean, so we had, a, we had some guys like Jamal Agnew got back out there tonight and caught a, a little dump screen pass for – Six yards. Uh, his first action since last November, so that was good to see. Yeah, I think um, you know the defense and a couple of the weapons uh, have looked good thus far. Um, I think the run game and Trevor Lawrence are probably that, that was those were my biggest concerns tonight. They didn't uh, they didn't perform too well. Um, and kicker, obviously, we, we talked about that enough. Poor poor Ryan Santosa. Uh, poor us though, but geez. You know, it's I got to figure that out, um, especially when the, we know the offense isn't going to be world beaters. So you got to you got to help them out by getting a good kicker. Um, you know, I thought Cisco's my guy. You know, you know that um, pretty much everyone on Twitter and, and this podcast knows that I have a uh, undying undying love for Andre Cisco. I loved him coming out of Syracuse. Wanted the Jaguars to draft him. They ended up doing so. Didn't play last year for whatever reason urban meyer forgot he was on the team or whatever but uh he's looked he's looked impactful these first three weeks looked impact impactful the last uh couple games of last year so i'm, I'm excited to see what he does this year um you know secondary is in really good shape uh hopefully you get your linebacker group healthy um and, and hopefully the uh the d line keeps doing what they've done in the preseason and the, and the jaguars defense looks like it, it can be a pretty good shape to to uh outperform expectations this year yeah, and it doesn't really matter, but it's still as just a fan. It's disappointing to have not gotten to see any Devin Lloyd uh, this preseason or, or Darius Williams. Um, but Devin Lloyd really disappointing just because you know you trade up for him late in the first round. Kind of surprised every Jaguars fan. Uh, we really don't see our team do that kind of thing much with those aggressive moves like that. Um, but I mean, I think I don't think there was a single fan that wasn't really pumped up to add him to the roster. Um, and I think that he's going to end up being a really good player. And I know the preseason doesn't matter, but it does, especially I think for a rookie, just because of the game reps, even yeah. if it's against, even if it's against, you know, some guys that are going to be coaching high school football in two weeks, you know, it's. Uh, Cause he hasn't it, played football in a year in almost a year now. Yeah. And it's, it's just a bummer, but. You hope that he's healthy week one uh, because you are going to have a healthy James Robinson week one. You have a you seem to have a healthy Jamal Agnew back. Um, hopefully his health improving will get him back to being our kick returner and not LaVisca Chenault and Snoop Connor. Um, How is Snoop Connor a returner? Yeah, when he's what? not at all known for his speed. <laughs> Man, the man is like a is like a fridge running down the I, I don't understand why they no. chose I'd rather if we're gonna put a back back there, put ETN back there. He's got more wiggle than 
a lot of our receivers. They may consider him too valuable. I don't I don't know. It's possible. Um, but you know, Devin Hester. I'm just gonna leave it at that. He was pretty valuable to the Bears, but they still had him back there. He was. Um, you know, remember Dante Hall? That's I but I digress. That guy was fun too. As far as just guys that that's all they did was return kicks. Um but you know what else what else has, has impressed has impressed me and made me breathe a sigh of relief is uh our pass protection's been pretty damn good uh with the ones. Uh Trevor's been sacked once in the two preseason games that he's played. Um Luke Fortner has grown up pretty quickly. Uh Doug Peters coach Doug Peterson seems to uh really only have good things to say about him uh, as far as how he's performing in camp and in the preseason. Uh, Cam Robinson has played pretty well outside of uh, – he had a really bad holding call tonight. That was just ugly. Uh, ben Barch is – kind of seems like he's getting a really good opportunity to be the starting left guard. He started there tonight after uh, Shatley started the previous game. Um, Brandon I'm, a of, I'm a fan of Barch. I am too. Uh, you know, I talked to – I interviewed his head coach from college uh, when he was coming out when the Jaguars drafted him. Uh, raved about his work ethic, about how he came in as a uh, tight end to St. John's University uh, and kind of just worked his way into the weight room and, you know, the cafeteria line uh, to get to where he could play, uh, you know, interior offensive line and raved about him. And so I think Barch is going to end up being a really good pickup uh, that kind of surprised a lot of people. He kind of – if he doesn't make his – smoothie at the combine nobody knows who he is um and he's going to end up being a starting left guard probably for the jaguars this year uh brandon scherf is brandon scherf he's been he's been rock solid uh right tackle still a question mark uh, i know most fans want to see walker little instead of uh Jawan taylor Jawan taylor did get the start tonight but uh we saw uh walker little in the second drive Walker Little did give up the sack tonight uh, that Trevor uh, had to endure. Um, but that was to the reigning defensive Watt. player of the year <laughs> and TJ Watt, who TJ Watt does that to the best tackles. Um, so I, I, it's going to be very interesting when uh, one o'clock Eastern hits against the commanders and seeing who that right tackle is. I'm also interested to see who actually starts at running back uh, that first game just because of. Jay Robbie and healthy, him coming back, but ETN getting yeah, so much work during the offseason. Yeah, what's his pitch count? That's what I'm curious about on Robinson. Um, but the Jaguars surprisingly don't have that many like camp battles going on. It's pretty much at left guard and right tackle, and that's about it. Um, Kicker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I, it seems like there's a little bit maybe – Maybe at the safety position. Um, I'm still curious how how they're going to work corner out when Darius Williams does play. You know who's going yeah, to inside. Some, that somebody's game. going inside. Uh, it's either and it's not going to be Tyson. Uh, it's going to be either Shaq or Darius. Um, you'll eventually, you know, if if it continues to progress the way we all hope, you'll eventually see Tyson Campbell following a number one receiver um, in games. I think that's it. I think that's his destiny. I I, I think Darius Williams goes inside. Um, I yeah, think so. I, yeah. 
I, I like Barch, you know, uh, I, I didn't know who he was until the senior bowl. Shout out Jim Nagy again for again, every, every podcast. <laughs> hey, they do a good job. You know, um, there's senior a lot bowl of guys, fan podcast. There's a lot of guys that you don't hear about until, until they get a mobile. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping to go this coming February or January, February, January. Um, so to, to my first one, but uh, yeah, the, you know, Ben Barch and, and Shatley are battling it out at left guard. I imagine that Ben Barch probably wins it, um, which it, it's good that you at least have depth at the position, right? You, you have depth at both guard and tackle in case that something does happen. Um, you know, God forbid, we hope that injuries don't happen, but it, it's kind of a something, something that ultimately does happen to most teams. Um, Jaguars have had okay-ish luck with it. You know, it's not like we're the Chargers of the last seven, eight years where they just are, uh, have awful injury problems, but, uh, you know, hopefully Jaguars stay healthy. If they do, that defense could be pretty good. Um, offense, it could hurt. You know, if we lose, if we lose a guy like Christian Kirk or ATN or, or, or one of the offensive line, we could be in, a little tough shape, but uh, yeah, the the defense, the depth on the defense is, is better than the offense, you know, with guys like Dwayne Smoot and Arden Key on the defensive line. You know, you got Chad Muma and, and some other guys at linebacker. You don't feel as good about the linebacker situation, but, uh, you know, in the secondary, you do have three really good corners, you know, and, and at worst, you have Dewey Wingard and Daniel Thomas at safety, which, you know, that's basically what we had last year. So it's, uh, you know, I, I think this team – has depth in a few positions. Uh, it's not great at others, but uh, you know, it's. I think it's certainly this roster is better than last year's. It's just a matter of how much. Uh, one place that there is a at least one noticeable uh, subtraction from the depth is defensive tackle. Uh, this past week, the Jaguars released vet uh, Malcolm Brown, who last year we traded a seventh round pick for. Uh, for a guy that was about to get cut, <laughs> uh, basically, I guess to just guarantee that we got him. Uh, so the Jags seem like they're definitely trying to add to the interior defensive line. Um, you know, you have Roy Robertson, Harris, uh, Jay Tufele, Devon Hamilton, guys like that have been playing, uh, playing pretty well, uh, so far this offseason, uh, and in this preseason. But, um, the Jaguars did work out Danny Shelton. Uh, who ended up signing with the Chiefs. It came down to us and the Chiefs, and where would you sign? Uh, and then I'd be concerned about his mental health if he came here. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so we cut Malcolm Brown. We're trying to sign Danny Shelton. The Jaguars obviously aren't totally thrilled with the finished product of what it looks like right now with that <clears throat> interior defensive line. Uh, they did sign Foley Fatukowski to a decent deal this offseason. Um, he got a little banged up tonight. I'm not sure the severity of that yet. He looked good um, when he was in there. Yeah, but they're obviously trying to add to that room. Um, and some on Twitter have been campaigning for a certain uh, former Super Bowl champion uh, that's still just hanging out uh, this offseason, and Dominican Sue, uh, who was probably one of the most dominant uh, college defensive players ever as far as what he was able to do at Nebraska. Um, he's been really, really good in the NFL also, obviously, um, for, you know, he had – he doesn't have the best reputation, but I, I feel like that's gotten a little better in recent years. Uh, he, I think he's kind of shaken that stigma of being a dirty player 
that he had when he was in Detroit. Um, but he's available. Um, now, the fans that want him, I understand why they want to add him, but I also have to look at it from the realistic standpoint of he's not young. There's a couple other guys that, that – And he probably wants to play for a really good team at this point. Uh, he's made lots of money, so I don't think that's going to be a deciding factor. Uh, but like you said, there are some other interior defensive linemen that are available right now that would be good additions and obviously probably give us more than Malcolm Brown did. Yeah, Linval Joseph is one that I, I, I want to, you know, I'd, I'd take a peek at. Him and Brandon Williams from Baltimore are, are probably the two, along with Indomitian Sue, that I, I'd be uh, particularly interested in. Guys that I, I believe could start. There's a bunch of guys that, you know, I'd look at look at as depth pieces, you know, some younger players. Um, Jaguars seem to be happier with J2 Fele this offseason, considering they cut Malcolm Brown, which is good considering we didn't see him really at all last year. Um, so that's that's encouraging. Hopefully he, you know, turns out to be a, a decent fourth-round pick for us. But, uh, yeah, I'd look at Brandon Williams and Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph, who's been um, – Limbaugh Joseph and Indominus Sue have been fairly comparable players throughout the last five, seven years, I'd say. Yeah, and as as we start getting to, um, for the lack of a better term, nut-cutting time when it comes to rosters in the NFL, uh, you think that – Some guys are going to get look cut. At, if, yeah, and if you look at the Jaguars kind of top to bottom, Quarterback is set. We're not adding anything there. It's it's Trevor. It's going to be Bethard, and maybe EJ is your practice squad guy, unless you pick up somebody else uh, and cut EJ after the uh, the uh, preseason. Running back room is set. We're not going to add anything there. Uh, receiver, I, I highly doubt that that room gets added unless to Unless someone this point. gets cut. The, yeah, unless someone. Yeah, unless you just really loved maybe in the draft, doesn't make a team or whatever. Um Tight end, you're set. Tight end seems pretty set, which is it's just funny to say for the Jaguars. Um, that tight end room is actually not that bad. Um, if Evan Ingram can clean up some of the drops, I mean, Evan Ingram, Dan Arnold, and then Chris Manhurts when you need a blocker and Luke Farrell for special teams, I mean, that's really not a bad room. I think the two positions you're looking at, aside from kicker, uh, D-line and safety. Yeah, I mean, O-line, you're pretty set with depth. You'd like to add some interior defensive line. Um, I, I think linebacker probably is what it is because you have invested in it quite heavily mm -hmm. this offseason. Um, the fourth linebacker kind of makes me nervous. Uh, but, you know, you drafted Muma early, Lloyd early. You paid Foyer a lot of money. So that that is what it is. I don't think, yeah, I don't think yeah, there. you there. You're set at corner, you're set at long snapper, and you're set at punter. Uh, so I think, like you said, it's it's who plays safety opposite of Andre Cisco. And I, and I don't mean I don't mean a, necessarily a starter at safety, but I, I think that they could have some death pieces. Yeah, uh, and you know, Wingard probably stays, um, but maybe that maybe that fourth safety. Yeah. So who's your kicker, and who is your? I'd say fourth defensive tackle, but it could end up being your first or second if it's a guy like Sue. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be um, him and Devon Hamilton probably. But it's obviously – it's the best roster we've had in three, four years probably since – because 2017 is what everybody points to, but the 2018 roster basically brought everyone back. I mean, it was a, a pretty solid roster. 
we just had injuries and didn't play well. Uh, and Bortles got exposed for being well, average. You know, we were we were six. Is that the year we were? No, we were. Is that six we were four, ten? three and one. I think we were three and one to start, and then the wheels kind of fell off. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, because they beat they beat the Giants, they beat New England, the Jets, and the page and the uh, Patriots. Yeah. Um, so it's you know it's. There's not too many glaring holes. There's certainly positions where you'd like to get better. Um, you know, wide receiver, defensive tackle, um, probably second, strong safety. Um, you know, left guard. Ben Bart is fine, um, but you know, you never want to, you never want to not consider you know an upgrade. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's there's not so many glaring holes. It's just more so of a um, you know, are, are the players that are, that are starting going to be good enough as a, as a tandem or as a group to end up beating some of these teams? Um, you know, it's, it's a tough schedule the Jaguars have, especially playing the AFC West. We'll see ultimately what happens. You know, I'm um, looking forward. It should probably be a defensive matchup with us and Washington, probably be a low-scoring game. They're going to be starting a rookie running back, it looks like, um, with Brian Robinson, rookie from Alabama. Uh, we'll be starting – basically a rookie probably in the Travis Etienne. I expect Etienne to get the majority of those snaps that first game while uh, James Robinson, you know, gets tries to get back into the groove of things. Um, and then two quarterbacks that just played against each other the last game they played. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting game here in a few weeks. Um, but uh, before that we got Atlanta and uh, hopefully we see some guys that maybe we haven't seen too much of yet. Some, get some quality playing time and, and decide who makes that final 53 roster. Yeah, and we won't see, you know, like we said, any any kind of key players play in the game. But we will get to see our our starters practice this week in a joint practice against uh, Atlanta, uh, which is good competition, even though Atlanta, you know, isn't a great football team on paper. Um, your defense getting to go against an elusive quarterback and Marcus Mariota is a good thing. Uh, your defense going against a guy like Kyle Pitts is a good thing. Um, you know, your receivers getting to go against a pretty good corner and A.J. Terrell is a good thing. So, like, there is a lot for our starters and our even our twos to take away good from this week that's coming up, even though probably most of them won't play in the game, um, is taking advantage of competition and practice against a, another NFL franchise that, even though they've struggled, um, has still has some really good football players. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it, having playing against Mariota may help, especially considering we're going against Wentz. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're fairly comp comparable players, but Wentz does have mobility similar to, to Mariota. Um, you know, and, and uh, Kyle Pitts can kind of give you – uh, a view of a high caliber offensive piece similar to what you're going to see from Terry McLaurin uh, in the first week of uh, the actual NFL season. So I, I'm excited for, for this week with, uh, with Atlanta. Yeah. I'd hope that we're a better football team. We'll see, you know, ultimately how it shapes up, but uh, I'd like to see the Jaguars win, you know, the majority of the reps this week. Yeah. And um you know, and then kind of the next time we get together, it'll be, what does this 53-man look like? You know, and uh, you always want to give it a day or two after the 53-man roster comes out because stuff happens. Yeah. Um, Especially at kicker. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm a firsthand representative of that. You know, like my older brother who did play football at a high level, you know, a few years ago, his last year in the league, made the 53 and got cut the next day. You know, it's kind of a – it's a fickle game. Uh, but, you know, the 53-man roster for the Jaguars, you can probably say that like 45 of the positions are probably pretty easy to say are locked. Um, the two it's interesting be, ones are Visca and Chason. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance that we revisit those Vis- Visca trade talks um, because I don't think he he doesn't fit a Doug Peterson offense really to me based on his like body and skill set, and that has nothing to do with him. I don't. I still think Visca has a lot of talent, um, and then Chason just, which is so hard for me to say. Um, but I spoke recently to somebody who works close with the LSU program. And uh, I was told, I was texting them about Chase on just like, you know, I was rooting so hard for him, you know, being an LSU fan, whatever. Their response was, looks like Tarzan. And you can finish the rest with what comes after that usually. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of just then that, but that's the truth. I mean, he looks like a million bucks, but he doesn't play like it. Uh, you know, he he looks like exactly what you want an edge rusher to be, uh, but he unfortunately, like they say, plays like Jane. He he just he doesn't have the the physical tools when it comes to actually doing using them on the football field. Like he posts great workout videos. I'm sure he's very strong in the weight room, but when he goes against you know average. NFL tackles, he gets bullied. Uh, and it's really unfortunate because he's a guy that I had high hopes for being an LSU fan. And now the Jaguars wasting a first round pick happens all the time. The Jaguars wasting two in the same year is impressive. That is a Dave Caldwell masterclass that he wasted two first round picks in the same year uh, with CJ Henderson. We basically drafted Dan Arnold in the first round. And did nothing with the second one. That's that takes that takes talent. Justin Jefferson was sitting there. You know, and the Jaguars was- liked him, and the Jaguars liked him from everything that I heard. The Jaguars loved Justin Jefferson. They liked Chase on more. I would have much rather taken Chase on at nine and Jefferson at twenty. They almost did it. <laughs> almost did I would have rather time. that at least you get one good player. Yeah. It's it's uh, hopefully this past draft. It, this past draft's looking looking up right now, you know. Especially, especially draft before one. that's not bad either. Especially the first four. Trayvon Walker's looking all right. First four picks from this draft are looking good I'm, so far. And I'm uh, not a Trayvon Walker stand coming out of college, but I I'll give credit where it's due. Dude's playing well. But the first four picks in this past draft look on paper like home runs. Three of them have played well so far. Uh, Devin Lloyd hasn't played. The draft before that, you have what looks like could be, what, five, six good players. Trevor Lawrence, ETN, Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisco, Walker Little, J2 Fele. You, you could have six key contributors from one draft class. I mean, that that's bulky master class <laughs> on full display. Dude, I'm telling you, the the guy's one more good draft away from executive of the year. I mean, and we all wanted this dude fired. 
Like, and let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I'm not saying that he's like redeemed himself, but ever since the clown thing, he's really done nothing but good things. Like it's, it's funny. Maybe, maybe the whole clown deal, he got a tongue lashing from shod and it made him kind of like clean up a little bit. I I don't know. I I don't know. I'd like to see them still add a couple more, uh, you know, offensive pieces. I think this offense is probably, it's still bad. Um, but you know, I, I'll give him credit where it's due on on that defense. That defense is looking looking up. I mean, the offense is too. You have Trevor Lawrence quarterback. You didn't two years ago, but you know that the the weapons could still be better. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think you see some of these holes we're talking about. Uh, even if they don't get addressed this year with late cuts or anything like that, I think uh, defensive tackle, wide receiver are definitely positions you can expect in the 2023 draft for us to target early. Um, there's some good receivers, as well, you know, at it? the top. Uh, there's some good receivers at the top of next year's draft. Uh, Keyshawn Butte. Um, you'll have to help me. The, the gentleman Johnston. from TCU. Quentin yeah. Johnston. Big uh, boy. Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Jordan, I mean, Jordan so Madison the, oppor- the opportunity is going to be there. Um, I hope we're in a position to trade our pick, which would be great. Uh, because there are some QBs at the top of next year's draft that teams I'm hoping will we're want. not at the top of next year's draft. Um, but yeah, but we will be. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll probably pick eighth. That's probably about right. It's a pretty big, pretty good jump. Uh, so if Bryce Young and CJ Stroud both go in the top five, and somebody gets desperate for that third quarterback, come calling. Give us a future first, and we'll do some business with you. Yeah, hopefully you can you know, um, sit back and take uh, Boutte or, or Jackson Smith and Jigba. Or uh, the quarterback run gets nutty and Will Anderson falls to us, the <laughs> monster from Alabama. Dude, if you could roll out 2023, Travon Walker, Will Anderson, Josh Allen, like Jesus Christ. I'll take Carter. Nobody would run the ball against us, but we'd still win six games. Oh man. Do you have anything left? Nope, I don't. It was good to uh you know, it's been almost a month since the last time we were we got together. Uh so it was good to just kind of get together and talk a little ball. We finally um, have yeah, not some a ton stuff to talk happening. about. Yeah. Yeah. Not a ton in the preseason to really dive into right now, but um especially you know, the when content's coming. Points. Yeah, the content's coming. We're gonna see cuts happen probably this week. Maybe yeah. tomorrow, Monday, we'll see some players getting cut loose. Um, maybe just you know one or two more, and then you'll see a big group of cuts. You know, next weekend after the Atlanta game, and then we'll know what this roster is going to look like for the most part, and we'll be able to really uh, kind of piece together, you know, a kind of a second opinion on what we think uh, the season will look like uh, after we've digested uh, a whole off season. Hopefully, the Jaguars uh, add some pieces. You know, yeah, and it'll. And it'll be kickoff versus of the Washington Commanders before you know it, a game that I still think we're going to go out and wreck Carson Wentz. I, th- I think we're going to win by two touchdowns. That's uh, even though they're we'd have to we'd have even to, though their D line. It's going to be a fourteen nothing game if we win. Even by though two their D line is really good, also it is. Uh, so that, it's going to be a challenge for the Jaguars. That's a really for, good roster outside of quarterback. And the Jaguars have a really young offensive line, if you think about it. I mean, Cam Robinson, I don't think he's 30 yet, is he? Ben Barch is like 24. Luke Fortner's like 22. Uh, you know, uh, the sheriff is a little bit older. 
and then Jawan Taylor and Walker Little they're just, yeah, just they're, young. they're probably 22, 23. I mean, it's a young, uh, young O line, uh, but you know, there's some talent there and it's going to be it'll a good be, game. It'll be a good test I, for him. Yeah. I, and I think it's me and you have looked at the, the schedule, you know, ad nauseum. We've talked about it here on the show. And I think it's one of the few games that you really feel good about going into it. It should be an um, evenly matched about game. the possibility to pull out a win. So I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited to see Trevor continue to grow and improve. I thought he made some throws tonight that were really big boy throws, um, but he's still got a little bit of ways to go. And hopefully that supporting cast gives him what he needs and we can be a, a competitive football team. Cause that's really all we're looking for. Like I, I think the Jaguars fans aren't, naive most of us and i think think we're looking for super bowls i just think we're looking for good football to watch on sundays and we'll be and most of us would be pretty satisfied with it yeah hopefully hopefully they can deliver on on their end of the deal and, and give us something to watch um and hopefully this starts week one you know it's it's carson wentz led uh washington commanders they're certainly beatable and and, and hopefully the jaguars can put together a uh a good shot at a good shot at taking taking a win home from dc but uh, if that's all you have for me, my friend, we'll wrap this up. And uh, as always, I wish you guys a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. You know, we got we got kids going back to school, college students going back to college. Uh, you know, all you guys have a good start to uh, your semesters and the rest of you uh, have a good work, good work week. But uh, as always, Duval to Weepod. <laughs>